Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne. This is Inside Exec. Today, we're going to talk about high-profile leaders of teams and how that might affect the team's performance when the teams feel that they would, they're both in the one organisation, the teams themselves feel that they would benefit from working more closely together or even being interlinked and the leaders of both teams are not in favour of this happening, not because they have any concern about how the teams would work that way, but they are very protective of their individual personal positions. They're both very high profile leaders within the organisation and don't want that to change. To me, it sounds like a personal image type of situation. So I'm really good at what I do. Everybody knows that and I don't want to have that in any way changed, diminished, or even the other person, like they're thinking "I'm, I'm good because of this other team. But both those individuals in charge are exactly the same type of person and thinking on the same lines. The first thing I would say if I was helping them see the other benefits is to look at why they think working together closer would be a minus rather than a plus. The fact that their teams have come up with the idea on both sides seemed to me there is a benefit and an opportunity that has been not noticed because of the two leaders uh, very absorbed by their own personal image, right? So I think if I was in one of the teams, I will approach my boss and then talk about it and about the benefits. What we see in, in the team is a benefit. So they really important. If I was the manager above those two, I would be very much talking to them about how wonderful they're both doing individually, I will just sow some seeds about have you thought about how much more powerful and what ideas might come out if you look at both. So both teams have produced something for the organisation, but both teams do it differently. They're completely different aspects, but they might be delivering to the same customer. The customer might be internal or external. So then they knowing the customer, they knowing the circumstances by at least interacting, not initially just getting everything mashed together, by interacting and talking about where they're trying to go and why and where they at now as a team to deliver their goals and go beyond expectation. What does that for both and what parts can be copied or come together to do it? That would be a thing that I would be highlighting all the time. More benefits. Yes, you're doing great. Keep reinforcing and complimenting about the fact that they're both doing individually great. And yes, if you continue to do that, you'll continue to be great. But even better if you thought of new ways of how you can work from both areas. Going to that would be, I'll come up with an example of something that would be, if you're both doing the same thing to get information, but you use it differently, then that process of discovery might need to be done once for both of you. 
And this way you can allocate your resources better. You can find that you will save time and save repetitive work if you do it that way and then focus on getting stronger and, and bigger in, in that sense. The other thing I would bring to the table is have you thought about your team learning? If you really care about your team, you've got a great team, you know, how about the experience? Why wouldn't you look at maybe how they can learn about area A, learn about area B and so and similar jobs and similar roles that you can grow that across the whole two teams instead of individuals growing in their own team. I would do that. The other thing is I would put it in the performance reward system of some kind, have it being directly related. It's not just achieving and getting your goals on single, but have some goals that would say working with other areas in that recognition and reward system that is something we value in this organization and we reward it that you you would look at each other's areas and and work together again continuous benefits and how much better we can be yes we're great can we be even better than great my concern with this situation is why are there two individuals who are considered high profile in an organization is it the organization culture that encourages individuals to be seen as high profile leaders apart from their teams you know this is this is a situation where the leaders are considered separate to the team rather than part of the team and and that to me says something about the organization culture that encourages that to develop and that to continue if that's the case then it's going to be very difficult to get any sort of compromise or negotiation between the two because they want to hold on to the profiles that they've got because that's, they see that as what the organisation values. Mm. So we have to look a little bit deeper, I think, to the organisation and the organisational culture, and that means going to the next level up of management and saying, is this typical? Is this what you want? Is this how you want the organisation to be? And if they say, yes, they, you know, they've done the work, they are high profile, we value them, then that's the organisation culture, and that's a whole different thing that you have to change because it comes back to their core values and their mission statement if they've got one and the way they regard their teams and their people and it's a a very different scenario to just looking at two people who think they're important if we can get down to it but they're only important because the teams that are working for them have made them that way. So it's about the teams, I think, the groundswell of sentiment that says, can we try on this project? Can we work with this team? We won't mention that you're part of it. We won't say that you have to do anything, but just do the salami technique. Just do a little bit at a time, take a slice at a time and say, okay, on this project, we'd like to work with with these two people. Don't make it the whole team. Just say, I'd like to work with these two people to give me some input so that we as, as this team can provide you with the solution so your your status doesn't change. You know, you'll still be important. You won't have to, obviously, they're not acknowledging their team at the moment. If they're the high profile, not the team, Mm. you won't have to say who worked on it. But we'd like to start, you know, we think that the information could come best from this place. Start small, 
build up the rapport and the trust within the teams. To me, there's a level of distrust that seems to be showing between these two groups, between the two leaders. Is the, you know, they're concerned about their own personal profile. They don't trust that the other person's not going to get more kudos than they are. And so then the, the positioning changes within the organisation. But basically my concerns are the organisation culture, the core values of the organisation, and how and why this situation has been allowed to develop in an organisation. I think it's got to go up rather than down to the teams to resolve. This is a bit radical. I <gasps> no, <there>. not really. <laughs> uh, I work... believe that? <laughs> now, I worked for a CEO many, many, many years ago who had a similar situation. And to demonstrate how serious... The organisation is about people working not about their own image and rewarding good behaviours to do with how you um, do all the things we're talking about here. It was such that one person was in charge of Team A, another in Team B, and whilst it was, again, they both high performers and the teams, very similar to this situation, but the two people were forever competing they're not undermining each other, but all the time they're doing things to make themselves look better than the other person. The CEO said, that this is really great. I'm so happy with both of you now. I want you to swap. <laughs> that was the radical one. And he said, okay, you, you both run good teams. The both teams were ecstatic because they kind of thought it was a bit childish and sick of their leaders being as subtle as they were about it and they both capable of running whatever team so all of a sudden they could see it from the other point of view and then they start, got the point got the message from CEO that this is how we want this culture to be how this organization is we work for the organization the good of the customer and not for our own individual gratification only. <laughs> yes. I think that the softer, softer approach to that would be to have for the CEO or whoever is the next level of management up to have the two leaders in and ask them individually what they liked about the other's team and mm. actually get some direct feedback and make them think about the other team and about what was good in that team because they're both going to get some reward out of that because they're hearing someone else's opinion of their team but it's also going to make them individually think about the other team and think about and maybe that sows the seed of thinking about well we might be able to use the team to do such and such or someone in the team or you know it's just the, the small slices again of, of starting the collaboration but I do think that the approach of making them look at the other teams instead of looking at themselves is a good way to start. Yeah, I agree. There you go. That's what you have to do. Yeah. If you've been in that situation, we'd love to hear from you. But for now, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne. This is Inside Exec. <laughs>